Great to see you. Yeah, you too. Brandon, what's good, man? Great to see you. You as well. You as well. You as well. Can't complain. How you guys doing today? I'm doing excellent. That's good. That's that's very good. Doing excellent. Not good. Not okay. Not well. Excellent. I'm talking talk to great people, and whenever you talk to great people and do creative things, you know, which you know about, congratulations on the TikTok, and I got to yeah. talk to you. I got to pick your brain on this. First of all, Monopoly is the longest game ever. Okay, I totally agree with you. Now, what's up with the stuffed animal with the grenade in the snack? Can we talk about this? Yeah, man. Okay, so like... um. Yes, please. Can we talk about this? Yes. <laughs> So, so like when the pandemic first first started, uh, my little girl was like, "Hey, she wanted to write a book." So, um, I would go buy the stuff for her, and then we would kind of like put the stuff out. I let her put it out, then I would try to tell a story about what I think happened and, and with what she put out, and then she would write down what I said. So that was supposed to be the whole concept of it. So she would, I would buy the stuff that she wanted. She would plan it out. And then the next day, I would try to relive it in some type of story form. So that's kind of how that whole series started out. And it kind of picked up. People enjoyed watching it. So it was really cool. And you blew up on TikTok, man. You know, my yeah. stepdaughter, she does that all the time. And she's got the phone in front of her. And I see her, like, doing all these crazy maneuvers. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, TikTok. And I yeah. always messed it up. I call it Tiki Taki. I'm like, what? what, yeah. what is, I don't it's even close. know what that is. <laughs> Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs, exactly. <laughs> you know, speaking of snacks, what kind of snacks do you like, man? Oh, man. Um, Mr. Good Bar and Snickers, man. Mr. Good Bar Snickers and barbecue chips. That's it. Do you go frozen Snickers? No, no, man. It's too much work, man. I'm a very impatient guy, man. I got to have my, like... Look, hey, I pull up in the gas station. I got to grab a Mr. Good Boy or Snickers and or some barbecue chips. One of those three. It don't matter. One of those three, and I'm ready. I'm good to go. Barbecue chips are the best. Wise, back home in, in Jersey, where I'm originally from, I'm now in Vegas. We don't really have Wise chips too many times. And when I get them, yeah. I stock up. But what's your weapon of choice for barbecue chips? Uh, yeah, man, I like I like Lay's. I like the barbecue ones from Lay's. I, I do. Wise chips are pretty good. Um, we had a Wise chip where I used to live at where I got work there so I ate a lot of wise chips man for a couple wait of hold on guys I can send you that stuff I live by Jersey oh <laughs> yeah do yeah, you know, wise chips are good. if you don't mind and Lindsay what's your favorite yeah. snack oh my gosh I'm all caramel bar really that's my thing do you frozen you just do it straight up frozen so it feels like it's gonna pull my teeth out I like how you know what happens when you freeze it. It will definitely pull your teeth out. So since we're on the subject of snacks, uh, what about food, guys? Uh, what's your – I mean, Lindsay, you're on the East Coast, so food is the best. I'm on the West Coast where food's not so the best. Uh, yeah, dude, I do, like, a lobster roll up. Like, you know, that's that's my jam. Like, New England, anything is where it's at. Philly oh cheesesteak, you can't beat, though, just saying. Absolutely. Brandon, you're in San Diego right now, right? Yep, 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 yep. Beautiful, yep, yep. beautiful place. Just went there with my family. The bike riding on the boardwalks is just, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah. Where are yeah. you at in San Diego? Uh, shoot, like maybe 10 minutes from downtown, right, like maybe 10 minutes from downtown, right close to, actually not too far away from the Mexico border either. I think they told me I'm like 30 minutes away from that. So I'm, I'm in a good little spot. I plan on doing a little bit of exploring while I'm here and then, off to do some comedy and stuff. So, you know, we're going to see what happens.
I want to talk about the comedy. I'm a big stand-up fan of, you know, obviously Eddie Murphy Raw is probably my favorite of all time. George Carlin, Chris Rock. I mean, the list goes on and on. What got you into uh, stand-up comedy? Uh, man, just like how most, well, I was just say like most people, you know, being around a family, we got a lot of clowns and uh, we always just like crack jokes and try to entertain each other. See who had the best story when, um, you know, we all got together. And one day I was telling my grandmother, I was like, yo, I'm funny. And she was like, you should try doing something with it. And I was like, it's a good idea, actually. So I found an open mic, man, and kind of went out there and just took it from there. Isn't that like one of the hardest things to do? They say that boxing, which I'm a huge fan of, is the loneliest place on earth when you're in that No, race. it is the hardest. It is the But stand-up has got to be one of the most difficult things, I right? I do it, too. Yeah. And I yeah. will tell you, yes. Yeah. We, we, we talk <laughs> like, um, someone said this to me. I can't remember who said it. But it's like being a stand-up comic is so crazy when you think about the whole idea of it. Because you're pretty much you're getting on stage and you're telling people that, hey, I know what's funny better than you do. So you're convincing them that you know it's funny. And they're like, okay, do you? And so it's just crazy. Just you up there by yourself. There's no help. The audience, and you got to convince them that, yeah, this is entertaining. So it's kind of crazy if you just sit back and step and look at it. That's a, it, a beautiful perspective on it. It's effective, though, to do stand-up, right? Because it can, like, get you out of answering questions in, like, real life. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the way I got into stand-up was I got divorced. And then that was it. You know, was it had to be funny, right? And like then people stopped asking. <laughs> and so Lindsay, did that take away your filter? Like no F's given? You just went out there and just like, you know, exactly that. That's what I love about stand-up comedy is when you see someone where like Dave Chappelle, like you're just like, yes. did he just say that? But it's yeah. hilarious. And you know, yeah. it, it makes you even question yourself, like you were saying, Brandon, like it forces you. To find the funny, and I'm like, dang man, like what yep. did he just say? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, well, yeah. If it's not funny, what is it? Shock value. The shock value yeah. is incredible. <laughs> so yeah. let me ask you guys this, and I'll start with you, Lindsay, on this question. Where do you get your source material? Like, do you write something down, or are you just like hanging out at the grocery store, and then you're like, oh my god, I got a funny yeah. joke, and write it down? One hundred percent. Just like I do script stuff. Like I have either a piece of paper i prefer paper always but like i either have a piece of paper and a pen or an iphone an ipad a laptop or whatever else immediately next to me at all points so that i can notepad that shit right up <laughs> absolutely what about you brandon what's your like how do you start your process for writing stand-up uh yeah it's a little bit of both um a lot of it's just like everyday stuff and then i do a um, I do a lot of my material just like I do some come on stage and I just see where it goes. And if it hits when I get off the stage, I'll continue that idea and that process on a little bit further. So I, I don't necessarily write that much because it's not, you know, particularly much of my process. But once I get the premise in my head and I know it works, then I'll write that premise down in a bullet point. So I don't forget the premise and I'll work off that premise from there. I was but you are you. helping me write the character of Jamal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it the same way. I'm gonna like get it here, and we're gonna make it write itself on paper. Cause you know, we're gonna let Lindsay write it. She knows she's the writer. I'm just gonna be like, hey, this is how we do it. I was gonna <laughs> ask you about improv. You know, I could tell. I watched a lot of your footage, and you have great delivery. 
you know, as both an actor and a stand-up. And I could tell, like, you just kind of roll it out, man. And that's, like, the best way to do it. You know, I'm a musician, and sometimes, like, I just improv. And then you get great results. And sometimes you also get successes and failures, just like everything in life. It's a metaphor. And the same thing when I do radio. It's like... I'll write down bullet points, but nine times out of 10, I'll fall off the rails. We'll start talking about the most ridiculous things. Like I just went out of nowhere with snacks because I talk about that grenade. (laughs) In the muffin, (laughs) man. I was dying when I saw that. (laughs) Try writing a script, man. Like seriously, though, you have to stay on track. I want to know about that uh, because writing a script, Lindsay, it's got to have, if if it's a movie, it's three acts. But a TV series, which we're going to segue to in a moment, I'm glad you brought this up. It's a little different. You get to flesh the characters out a little bit more. Right. The acts are different. Um, well, what's it like to sit down and pen things? Do you force yourself to do it or do it when you feel, you know, natural energy to do it? I think if I forced myself to do it, this would completely suck. <laughs> You know, I mean, it has to be, which is why I have something I can put words on at any point in my day right by me. Um, Honestly, it has to be human. And so I think life, imitating life, imitating art, imitating life (laughs) is kind of a way around it. And um, how do you write people that aren't real? How do you write people you've not met? I will say it became a lot easier, though, once I did meet the actors in person. Because now I have face to a name, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, segueing in, like, Brandon, you're obviously a great stand-up comedian and now an excellent actor. Um, What got you into acting? What made you want to cross over to that category? Uh, Well, like, just um, some of my bigger comic um comedian influences all of them seem to be like double talents and do both and um the, the idea is that like i love being in front of people i like that as a talent and then that eventually hopefully make it to where you see the name brandon whether you come to see me because you see me on tv or you come to see me because of stand-up if i can get those people in front of me and then i can tell my story and be funny that's my whole goal is just to be able to be able to have more people in front of me with the opportunities i can just tell my story so i was like yeah just acting comedy, whatever I can do to kind of broaden my stuff so I can tell my story, man. I'm all for it. Have you ever had any difficulty memorizing lines? Because I've done like small doses of things here and there and I just forget things. Yeah, I, I do. But like like Lindsay and all of them, they like, I told them like, that's one of my issues. And they was like, well, listen, as long as you get our bullet points around what, what we won't say in this scene, like just using like they say, Brandon, make sure you mention this red Corvette. You can you got a little bit of wiggle room as long as you get across that this red Corvette is very important. So that way I'm not so much as of, of acting, I'm more being myself. And that kind of helped me be more. That's why I seem like I'm more at ease than what I actually would be if I had to memorize it because now I got a couple of things that I can say, cool, this is a bullet point. I gotta make sure I get in this red Corvette and I need to be angry about them scratching the Corvette. And I can go from there and then, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that they're helping me out right now. That's what I'm saying. 
Hey, you working with some great people, bro. I mean, Lindsay's yeah. awesome. Eric and Eliza Roberts. I mean, Eric yeah. is and Eliza are two of the greatest people I've ever met. Um, also, Keaton Simons, who's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant musician. Um, yeah. Had the opportunity to have him on the show a couple times where he played live for me. We did like a storyteller's thing. And... Oh. I mean, he is just incredibly talented. He could just, like, pick up a guitar, you know, no microphone, and make it sound angelic. And I'm like, I'm a musician myself. I'm a drummer, so I'm a little bit more barbaric. But yeah. I'm, like, looking at – I've been around musicians my whole life. I'm looking at him. I'm like, this guy is special, man. So he's mm -hmm. He's a showrunner, I believe, helping out uh, co-directing on We Five, which I know you guys can't talk much about because the show needs to be released first. But I will say this, what an amazing cast. You got great people there. You know, the aforementioned that I mentioned. Um, <clears throat> well, Keaton's co-writing the show as well. So just... let's, let's talk about him real quick, if you don't mind. <laughs> Go for it. The co-writing uh, responsibility that he has, is that like an oversight of editing? Or is that just like he's writing alongside the show a little bit of both so primarily i come up with scenes i send them to him he kind of you know goes through whatever he goes through to to put it in a more compact like you know i mean creative people are creative people right yep. when you write a song or you know a riff or whatever you know you're thinking bigger right you would yes. understand that so, of course. So of course. this is like almost a minimalist kind of approach to like all of the content I'm bringing. Um, but sometimes he comes up with his own stuff too. Um, for instance, we filmed an extra scene in Philadelphia, actually up by me uh, about a week ago that it, that was all Keaton's idea. So that's awesome. Philly's a beautiful city, and especially for scenery, because of all the graffiti and everything. It depends on where you are, but there's a lot of great street art out there. There, it's an artsy it's city. Beautiful, yeah. And the skyline is is you know one of my favorites. And I'm from very near New York City growing up, but I, Philly skyline to me, I mean, you just can't beat it. Oh my gosh, there's nothing that compares. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm writing some stuff right now, and my wife always like kind of comes in and gives me better ideas than the ones I have, and she helps me out. My even my, my now 12 year old stepdaughter uh, comes in and she's like, "You need a death scene. You need some more drama. This is too <laughs> nice. You got to rough things up. You got to toughen things up." Because I'm 42 now, so I'm getting older. I'm a little bit more sensitive. Brandon, how old are you, brother? 40. And do you have any kids? Two. Two. I got a son and a little girl. Yeah. They make you a little bit more sensitive, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I just learned girl. something about him. I knew he had a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> see, my, my son is so so out, and that's like, hey, I barely see him because he thinks he's, uh, I think he's 19 going on 72. So he just... Psh, psh, and he lives with me and I barely see him. He's like, all right, dad, I'm going. I'm like, all right, you were here? I didn't know that. <laughs> just well, there you go, Johnny. I'm still the baby in the room. <laughs> I would, I, you know, if you want to throw it out there, where are we at? If, if I had to pinpoint you, and I'm not trying to earn points here, because you know I already love you, I got you at, oh, man, I might get myself in trouble here, 28-ish. I am 37. 
Yeah. I was okay, so say, I got some points. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Yeah, you won that one. You won that. And it was wasn't a, just being nice. You got a nice, you know, young face to you. Yeah, yes. I was there the same time. 27, 28. <laughs> oh, man. When I hit, like, mid-30s, and I've always been someone that boxed and worked out and stuff like that, and I was doing the same routine, and I walked by the mirror one day to go in the shower, and I saw, like, back fat. I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, what is these new developments that's going on? I'm getting, like, man boobies, and I'm like, I'm doing <laughs> the same thing I've always done. Like, what is happening right now? You know? Wait, no, you have a stepdaughter. It's dad bod. I was getting the dad bod, man. You know, so I, I had to like. I'm. That's why I'm like kicked up in the martial arts and boxing again. I'm like, I gotta get myself together here, because I was getting weird. You ever get weird, Brandon? You ever see some oh. weird stuff getting into your forties? Yeah, yeah, no, no, man. I had to um, like, I, I like you said, like that when that uh, medium and large shirt don't fit the way it used to fit on, you gotta start. Careful, <laughs> on, but the irony. The irony in this is that Brandon and I are both playing 25-year-olds on the show. Well, you could pass for it. That's my point. Yeah. So I hit the nail on that's the head. The, that's the they say you act, you, you, you act for what part you can pass on, not your actual age. So we can pass for it. So I'm 25-ish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to talk a little bit more about the show. Again, I know we can't say too much, but uh, let's talk, Lindsay, about the inception of the show, the casting. Um, these things I think we can talk about. So let's yeah. uh, let's talk about how this uh, this great show I'm so looking forward to watching came together. All right. So I think it since we last talked too, um, like a lot has changed. I think uh, it's come together. It sort of gelled. Um, it was a really incredible week. In well, I was in North Carolina. We were filming in South Carolina. Um, it was really incredible. It was incredible to watch everybody kind of take on their roles as these people that I had written. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's like, I know you're a writer too, but I don't know if it makes sense to you right now that like seeing that happen is kind of next level. Yeah. Um, it was like watching it take hold, you know, like these people became real in that moment, which was incredible. Um, there was a lot of like drama to all of it, you know, and a lot of good stuff and a lot of like crappy stuff. But all in all, I think we all kind of walked away family. That's amazing. And that's what it's about. You know, I'm, I'm now starting to just do screenplays and hopefully I see a green light on something in the future. Uh, more about that in the future. But um, I know what it's like to collaborate. And I've had uh, Bobby Kimball, the lead singer of Toto, uh, come in and do one of my tracks. And I was just floored. When you write a song and then you see someone that you idolize come in and just kick its ass. Let's be honest here. And, and you're in the same room and, and they're working and they're doing your labor of love and they're really giving it their 100% best, you know, mm -hmm. that is goosebumps and I'm getting them right now. Brandon, what yeah. was your experience like on that show, brother? Oh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was the same um, because um, my role actually um, got increased. So I went from being like having a small role to um, I must have did something right because they was like, hey, we're going to increase your part a little bit. So I went from like, oh, cool, to like, oh, cool, you know? <laughs> so it's definitely, man, like, it's even more exciting, especially, too, because that, 
at first the, I thought it was just um, a movie. Then I realized it was a, a series. I was like, wait, that's totally different. Because if you get a part in a series, like that's 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 life changing. You know what I mean? Because a movie, some people see it, some people don't. But if you get hit in a television series and it hits like how you know it's going to hit, and your part and your person who you are take off and become like, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited about it, man. It's still kind of like I can't believe how all of it's just kind of flowing together. So when we started like filming and shooting, it, and I was like, yeah, this is so dope. This is like this is real. This is so dope. So. It's pretty cool. You can tell man. the I'm excitement in your voice, man. It's wonderful. oh yeah. Second, the first well, we I, I was able to shot two days in a row with him. The first day I was like, okay, this is cool. Then the second day I was like, okay, no, nah, this is legit. This is really happening. And then when you get there and you got you got the you got the scripts and everyone's telling you what to do. And Eric Roberts is like, hey, turn like this and do that. And I'm like, yo, I was like, yo, this is dope. Like I'm in here getting you know critique and getting you know advice from Eric Roberts. Like this is dope. Like. Eric Roberts takes a picture with me, and I'm like, yo, it's cool. It's Eric Roberts. And um, he's so cool, so down to earth, man. And I send a picture out, and everyone's like, yo, do you know who that is? I was like, yes, I know who it is. So I <laughs> throw the picture. Yeah. But it's cool. I was telling Lindsay before, man, you know, and I, I think Eric and Eliza are like two most down to earth people I've ever met. Right. Uh, I was just not surprised because he seemed like, and Eliza seemed like those type of great people. But when I had the opportunity to interview them now three times on the show, um, I, I get closer and closer to them. And he just seems so like amazing. And it's so crazy for me because best of the best part one and two is how I got into Eric Roberts as an actor. I'm looking at him. I'm like, this is really great acting for a martial arts film. No disrespect yeah. to Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> it's like next level, like acting with Philip Ree and James Earl Jones and all this kind of stuff. And then Chris Penn and the gravity of the sequel part two. And then, you know, I was working at blockbuster video. I was telling Lindsay before, and I saw a cover box. I'm still stuck on that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I saw a cover box of Pope Greenwich Village, Mickey Rourke and uh, Eric Roberts. And I watched that movie. I'm like, this guy could do everything. Like, he's yeah. so versatile. And then he did a, a movie like It's My Party, where he's yeah. completely a different character than we've seen him. And he's a villain in Star 80. He's a villain in other movies. And he's a badass. And then he does the Batman film. And I'm like, I'm like Eric Roberts is just a runaway train Academy Award nominee. Like, he could just, I told him that on the show. I'm like, I'm going to be a fanboy, bro. Oh, my God. I have a funny story, though. Go ahead. Please okay. give it to me. So I was watching with my my 11-year-old daughter, uh, <laughs> like, live with Kelly and Ryan, right? And they had this contest. It was literally the day after I had gotten back from crying. They had a contest to send in your pictures that you have of you in the same photo as an Academy Award nominated or winning actor. And I'm like, suddenly I have those. What an honor. What does that feel like? like I mean, go ahead, but you know, let, let us know about that. Honestly, like it didn't hit me until it was over. And I don't know if it still has hit me at all. Um, you know, yeah. I, I don't know that it, it mattered who he was in that moment. Like it mattered how he was reading or, you know, delivering the words I had written. It's but incredible. it, you know, it was like that feeling of, oh my gosh, this is good. 
And mm-hmm. I think that's where having him there mattered the most because knowing that somebody like that believes in what you have created. Seasoned veteran of the game. Yeah. 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 Seasoned veteran Six, of the game. 660 right. some uh, credits is what he has. I Googled him the day after. <laughs> I Googled him. Uh, yeah, he's got 660 some uh, credits, man. So, but I did the first show with him. I was like, where do I begin with this, man? You know, like, but he he's a workaholic and uh, so down to earth and so cool. Like, you know, and it's uh, it's amazing when you become <laughs> friends with people. Like, I recently had Sean Cannon on the show who was in The Karate Kid Part 3 and great guy. He played Mike Barnes and another down to earth, just amazing. I love when you meet people that are just so down to earth and you become like, almost like BFFs with them. You start texting and you're watching fights or sporting events and they're like, they just randomly hit you up or even tell you happy birthday. And you're like, oh. Right. No, you're right. I mean, like I got maybe a little spoiled to that with my dad, right? But other than that, you know, to me, he was a normal human. Maybe that helped me to not be starstruck by everybody. Absolutely. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. But every once in a while, you do get around someone. Like, I interviewed Mr. Evander Holyfield a couple times. Oh, yeah. And that was like, I couldn't hold myself. Oh, yeah. Like, I did a good job, I think, kind of. But you could hear the voice like, so what was it like to uh, face Mike Tyson twice? Like, you know, it's yeah. like. Fanboy. Yeah, Evander Holyfield. You know? like, yeah. That's unbelievable. All right, let's talk about, let's switch gears. Sports. Mentioning Holyfield. Uh, Brandon, what kind of sports do you like? Uh, football and basketball. Football and basketball, man. I like an MMA. I enjoy watching some MMA as well. But, yeah, football and basketball, yeah. I watch, I watch baseball, but I can only watch baseball live. I can't watch it on TV. Can't watch it on TV. Who, who's your team in football? Yeah. 49ers. 49ers. Oh, that's my wife's team. She's going to love you now. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco 49ers since Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Steve Young, John Taylor, all the running lot, all those guys. Oh, oh you're speaking her language, man, because she is a huge 49ers fan, and they came close that one year after they had terrible seasons, and I was yeah. really rooting for her. I mean, I'm a Giants fan, but not really anymore. Oh, God. Terrible. I've got to get off of this video chat immediately. <laughs> You don't like football? <laughs> I used to be a Giants fan. And oh, a yeah, Giants dude. Fan they now. suck. can't do this. Listen, the Giants will always have beaten Tom Brady twice. There's no other team can say they did that. Beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. So, Eli Manning, that's enough to put Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame by itself. So, that's one thing as a Giants fan you can always say is, hey, you beat Tom Brady twice. I'm not. Brandon is go. dropping yeah, science, Lindsay. Listen up. He's dropping uh-uh, uh-uh. No, no, no. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. Beat Tom Brady twice. Well, and I'm, I am not having this conversation with the two of you either anyway. What about baseball? <laughs> Yankees. I'm a Yankee guy. They suck this year so far. What about you, Lindsay? You like baseball? Oh, my God. No, I – No. Okay, no, so we're going to get off the sports side. I'm a hockey person <laughs> and a football person. What, what, what hockey team are you into? Do you have a favorite team? Are you, are you joking? It used to be the Avalanche. Okay. Right? But then all of them went to Philly. And now all of them suck. Let's go roundtable discussion. <laughs> TV shows, especially during quarantine. I've been watching a lot of, like, 80s cheesy martial arts films, Shocker, uh, 
a lot of crazy, weird horror movies, you know, um, TV shows as well. Uh, what about you guys? What have you been watching movies and television wise? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably watch so much Netflix that Netflix don't even ask me, ask me anymore if I'm still watching because they know I am. He's so chill. He watches yeah. Netflix all the time. Yeah. Netflix, man. That's that's it. I watched. Um, I like. I like. To, I like to say that I'm, I'm the first person that put people on a lot of series. I was. I was one of the first people to watch Tiger King. I know you guys probably don't believe me, but I'm gonna tell you what happened. You know when Netflix suggests something to you, so I watched it like a month before everyone else got onto it. Um, the same thing with uh, what's the one with Sandra Bullock with the birds, or whatever. In the, 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 that was uh, a creepy ass Fox. movie. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> It was very bird creepy. box, bird box. Bird box. That's bird what box. it was. Yep. I don't like bird house, bird box. <laughs> the bird box. Yeah. So those, those, are, yeah, are, yeah. And I still watch it. You know the the classic. I still watch Seinfeld. You know the Office. Those, what? those. Yeah, I still watch Seinfeld. Did first you not first. watch it the first time? Oh yeah, but it's still funny. Like I can watch Seinfeld all day. I can watch Seinfeld episodes because they're not trying. Kirby enthusiasm. Yes, I was just going to mention that. Leon's the, yeah. one of the best characters oh, ever. Oh, no. <laughs> when they're not trying to be funny, but it's so funny because it's, like, so not trying to be funny. Like, they just keep, re like, Seinfeld takes something so simple, just like Kirby Enthusiasm. It could be, like, the simplest thing, like, hey, here's a toothpick. Why would you call it a toothpick? It's not in this tooth. Well, you pick your tooth with it, but, yeah, it should be called picking your tooth. And then it just goes off into this big thing of nowhere, and it's funny to me. It's a whole episode. They'll spend 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. on it. Like, you know, yeah. one of my favorites, like, last season was incredible. And then remember the one with Leon and Larry with Joe Pepitone jersey? Like, and, uh, dude, I was like, where are we going with this? Like, and the Wendy wheelchairs. And it's like, this is just, he's, he's, a, he, he's actually, I, I hate to use the word genius. I mean, you know this about comedy. Uh, this guy, yeah, yeah. I, I have to say, between Seinfeld and Kirby Enthusiasm, I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to go there. Oh, no, they both. One of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire yeah. life. Okay, fine. <laughs> Name your favorite comedian, both of you. Uh, I'm, I'm Dave Chappelle. I'm Dave Chappelle, Red Fox. Uh, of course you are. What about yeah. you, Lindsay? Uh, Mitch Hedberg. To be honest with you, uh, I, it's a tie, Eddie Murphy and George Carlin. Uh, yeah, Josh Carlin is super funny, man. He pushed the envelope very, really early. Super funny. He saw the future. If you yeah. go back and watch some of his stuff that he's talking about, he's like, there'll be a virus one day. For me, television shows, uh, I've been doing Sopranos, uh, Rewatch, Shocker for the millionth time, Boardwalk Empire, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, I'm a big science fiction guy, so I've been running the Transformers on Netflix. I'm a big sci-fi guy, Star Wars nerd. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. You like Star Wars, Brandon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watch all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite like one? Um, I like I like the um I like the first one. Oh, hold on. Okay, which one was it when um Anakin when he jumped up and he was like look tell him he was the chosen one and he cut his legs off when Darth Vader first became Darth Darth Vader. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. That's one of my favorite ones, yeah. man. Because like you could see like you know how dark and twisted you gotta be Darth Vader comes in and he's <laughs> He was all the other little, you know, potential Darth Vader, not Darth Vader, but all the other students to kill all of them. And then he's like, look, I got the high level. You can't win. Don't jump. He jumped anyway. And I was like, yo, you could have ended it all right then. And now we got Darth Vader because you didn't end it all right then. You're trying to be, yeah, yeah, he was dead, but he wasn't dead. I don't know. It just made me mad. But I know why he couldn't be. <laughs> it just made me mad.
It was a great film. I mean, it's dark. Yeah. It's emotional of the prequels. I think it was, uh, yeah, episode three. I thought yeah. it was great. I thought Natalie Portman did a great job. Hayden Christensen, uh, a lot of great actors in that involved in that cast. And they really got the depth and the weight. Like you said, dark. Like when he's laying there just burning with like no yeah. limbs on. Crawling and still trying to get there. And, and you, you see him from the Phantom Menace as like a little innocent boy, kind of. Mm-hmm. And then you just now he's burning on a beach, and n- now he's Darth Vader, and he's the ruler of the galaxy, and one of the most menacing villains. Yeah, dude, just harmless, man. Just harmless. Way kind of Darth Vader right there, and probably um, which I didn't even really realize how cool this dude was. Was like Bane in the Batman trilogies. Bane was pretty awesome to that, you know, just like his whole. You know, you think the darkness protects you, but it don't. I was born in it. I was raised in it. I didn't see the light for the first time until I was a teenage boy. By then, it was too late. I was like, yo, that's dope. Because if you think the darkness protects you, it doesn't. I was like, you tell the Batman the darkness don't protect Batman? Do you know what you're saying, man? Like, you tell him Batman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he was like, uh, he told Batman, it was like, um... You know, you think you're stronger than me because you're not afraid to die. Actually, it makes you weak because you never fought like someone who's afraid to die. And I was like, yo, <laughs> that's dope. Okay, Sorry. hold on a second. Stop talking about Batman. We have to talk about what you're doing in San Diego. What's going oh, on yeah, in San Diego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, San Diego's a pit stop. I'm doing a couple of comedy shows here. I got some friends in Vegas. So, I'm doing some going from here to do shows and Los Angeles, and then from Los Angeles, then I'm going to uh, Colorado, then back to Greenville. So I'm just trying to start this little West Coast little scene up, man. I had a couple comments told me like, "Hey, man, you come to the West Coast, we think you got what it takes." So I'm I'm gonna I'm out here, gonna come out here a lot more, man. Just got to see what happens, man. So I'm in a couple mics up here, and I got a couple shows already planned out. I got five shows in Colorado, I got um, two shows in Los Angeles, and then the week, the following week. Uh, he's hooking me up with some shows in uh, Los Angeles, so he's sending me, you know, I'm at Looney's in Colorado. That's the only one that I know for already out from back. I'm there for like five shows. So it's it's cool to be outside of your base and doing shows in the area. Well, you're where, doing stuff you know, in Texas too, right? Yeah, I'm going, I'm in, I'm in Texas the, uh, the week after next. So yeah, it's going to be pretty nice, man. I'm in San Antonio and Houston, and then uh, I think I go to Tampa. And then I end up, I got something in Nashville. So it's going to be, it's going to be a couple, next couple months, man. Come yeah, in. there you go, Johnny, where Keaton is. You can do a dual interview with the two of them. Right? I would love that, man. And, you know, yeah. Keaton is great to talk to. He's just a great guy, great energy. Right away when I first met him uh, via the Zoom, as, as we all do nowadays, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, but it, right away, just, I got a great vibe from him. Uh, also a brother musician, you know. And uh, I hope to collaborate with him someday. And I hope to hang out with you in Vegas when you do a show out here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll definitely I'll reach out, man, because I'm going to be there actually the first first and the second uh, that, that weekend. And I'm coming in. I come in like that Wednesday. And um, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely hit you up, man, and let you know, man. Absolutely. Where are you performing at in Vegas? Um, he just sent me over. To, he just sent me over to places. I met him. <laughs> he came in. I'll get you the info. Yeah, okay. let, let yeah, us so, yeah. know, and, and I'll certainly share the info yeah, yeah. to yeah, all yeah, my yeah. friends out here in Vegas. I know a couple yeah, people dude. that that uh, actually do bookings for uh, hotels. So no, I, I need that. Yes. <laughs> I, I got That's my, why I brought I got it up. Out there, okay, I, I we'll talk. It's fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, the gag order. We're under gag order right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> you know she got to stop me, man, because once I start, you heard me just Please ramble stop. about that. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk real quick one more about TV shows. I'm, I'm repping Cobra Kai here hard. Okay. I've seen Cobra Kai. That's the show. And you were talking about being, you know, first on the scene for certain television shows. I started watching Cobra Kai before it was Netflix, and then it watched it on up. YouTube. I watched it on YouTube. I watched it on YouTube, Red. Thank yeah. you. I paid. I paid for it to watch. I it on paid YouTube. for it. So let's let's just say, don't be acting like you're the only person. I'm in there with you. And then we got these people complaining online. Oh my God, we have to wait another eight months for season four. I'm like, bro. I started Cobra Kai season one and went to season two. I had to wait almost a year and a half for season three. Like, yeah. they okay. still. Okay. Guys, okay. I didn't pay for it. I watched it probably before all of you. And also, I just have Canadian television. Yeah, yeah. So that's Did you enjoy the show? It's amazing. Yeah. Actually. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so here's my theory. Here's my theory. Yes. I think that Karate Kid. Danny, I think that he's actually the bad. Daniel is Daniel Sanders actually the bad guy. I agree. I agree. He came, he came to a new he came to a new school. He didn't know anybody. Right out of the bat, you tried to take somebody's girlfriend. Then you tried to fight the guy after you took his girlfriend. The guy fought you and beat you up. You go get karate lessons to beat somebody up who just was defending himself and his mother. And whoa, then you spray whoa, water whoa. on the guy. Oh, so here we go. Movie. What's Lindsay? What what says Lindsay here? Have you ever been a TV writer? That's a bully. No? Okay, hear me out. That's too damn obvious. <laughs> it's, I still think he's the bully. I still think he was the bully in the whole I series. agree. I'm, that's what I wanted. Even now, in the new episodes, he's still, he's, he's well off. He's doing way better than the guy. The guy's driving this old car he had through high school. And you're teasing him and you're telling everybody about how he used to beat him up. So I low-key, I really want Daniel's son, Daniel, to get beat up. I don't feel bad for him. I want him to get beat up. <laughs> it's too obvious. Okay. It's it's way too obvious. I, I love this conversation. I could talk about this for literally <laughs> hours, okay? And, and I agree. Like, Daniel, if you see him, he's a hothead. He doesn't think yeah. or he acts. He just yeah. goes directly in. You know, I mean, he's had, you know, great successes, good triumphs against Chosen and Karate Kid Part 2. He he fought my guy, uh, Sean Cannon, uh, yeah. Mike Barnes, in uh, Karate Kid 3. And I'm great friends with Sean. I'm actually going to do some training with Sean very soon. Man, we're also going to have a cook-off. Great guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. If I want him back on this show so bad because I think he'll set LaRusso straight because he beat his ass in Karate Kid 3. He owns yes. it. And he was yes. the real villain. He was, but Johnny, yes. Johnny's just a good dude, man. He was trying to, you know, make things up with his chick. Like you were saying, right. Daniel comes in, he, he rolls up on the set, you know, trying to steal people's ladies. No one knows who yeah. you are. Like Guys, you're plotting out every thing that's ever been written <laughs> or put on a screen ever. Yeah, no, man. It was just, it just like for me, like at first when I was younger, I was like, yo, Daniel's son is cool. And now when I look at it now, I'm like, bro, he's the bad guy, bro. Like if Daniel's son were to, if somebody were to come and tell you what Daniel's son did to them and they don't tell you and you didn't know it was a movie, they're like, yo, man, this new dude just moved to my school. So, okay, cool. Like he tried to take my girlfriend. I'm like, well, that's, that's a jerk. He also tried to fight. What? And he sprayed water. He was like, yo, bro, let's go beat this dude up. And he's just trying to roll a joint and have fun. <laughs> right. And then he's got to spray water on him. 
Right. Like, that ass whooping was on command, on demand. <laughs> once he put that water on that man's joint, you don't do that. Yeah. It's then like he got some old true story, but I've lost you clearly. <laughs> he went and got some old dude to fight a high school. <laughs> you went and got an old man to beat up on some high schoolers. So I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not cool, man. I'm not cool with Daniel Sand at all, man. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't do that. That's like. You know what I'm saying? Like, you lost the fight. The dude knew how to fight. And then you got mad they knew how to fight. So you even got this old karate master. Just... You, got okay. me, you got me going so hard here. My voice is <laughs> cracking. And I, I almost had to mute my mic because I'm fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to use that word dying over here. <laughs> like, dude, I'm just yeah. saying. I, th- I put a lot of thought into that, bro. And it really made me mad, bro. <laughs> wow. Like, I was like, man, bro. I was like, yo, I'm going to get what's coming to him because he's, he's a jerk, man. <laughs> We need to do a whole <laughs> podcast on this. I'm with it, bro. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> this is incredible. All right. So I got one more for you, man. Uh, music. What kind of music do you like? Both Brandon and Lindsay. Lindsay. Ladies first. Really? Absolutely. Are you serious? Ladies Sometimes first. I kind of hate you. Um, <laughs> so music. I love any music that doesn't make me go, Ugh. Um, basically, I'm into any any style of music as long as it's thoughtful, put together, and I can dance to it. I can't dance at all. What kind of dance do you do again? Everything. 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 I yeah, literally have I got trained. like 17 legs and I'm terrible <laughs> and just no good. I can, I can teach anyone, so I got you. Don't worry. All right, I'll learn. I, I think for me, we got to start with something, even though I'm Italian, Latin, because I, I play a lot of Latin rhythms. So, like a bossa oh, nova yeah, or like a samba or something. Like salsa. Exactly. Or- yeah, yeah. What about you, Brandon? What kind of music do you like and can you dance? Yeah, I, I can dance well enough. You know what I mean? I can dance well enough to where, you know, it's not bad. You know, I'm going to do a little bit. Um, music that I like, man, I'm, I'm old school. I like the. Uh, uh, 90s, 2000s, early hip hop. You know, I listen to some country, you know what I mean? Because I am country, you know. Uh, some rock, I can't, you know, but I'm really going to be uh, R&B, early 90s, 2000s, R&B, rap and hip hop. That's going to be me. Just After hearing <laughs> all of this, I have a challenge for both of you. Okay. All right. So I like to do this thing called dance roulette, right? where we kind of play a song and, like, let the phone choose the song. You know, you just scroll down and, like, hit it. And then you have to dance to that song. But I want to do it against the two of you. This, on this, next time that we Okay. I'm down. I'm I'm totally down. I I don't mind making a fool of myself. I've done that publicly. I've done that publicly many times. Two dance moves is what I have. So <laughs> I've done that publicly many times. Uh, for me, music, I love everything. Hip-hop, reggae, rock, metal, pop, funk, whatever yeah. put out there. You know, I'm a big music guy and uh, just a big fan of, obviously, entertainment in general. And it's great to have an open mind. Uh, I'll even offer free lessons to either of you just to even the playing field. Okay, I could teach you how to play drums and guitar. <laughs> What about you, Brad? Did you play any instruments? No, man. I have no other talents besides making people laugh. That's it. None. Oh, dude, you made me laugh. I almost fell off my friggin' chair a moment ago. (laughs) Like, I didn't know where the mute button was on the mic, so I I don't know if you saw me. I just kept, like, going back and, like, touching my mouth. 
because I want the <laughs> listeners to be able to hear what you were saying. <laughs> that's it, man. That's the only thing I can do, man. Make people laugh. Well, you do it exceptionally, problem. exceptionally well. You make people smile for a living, man. You make people feel good for a living. Appreciate it, man. I do enjoy it. Yeah, man. You make people entertained. You make them feel good. And that's what uh, we all need that now more than ever. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. All right. So, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I want to thank you both. Um, the show will be on iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, YouTube, all that kind of stuff uh, within the next uh, probably half hour or an hour or so. Um, how do we follow you, Brandon, on social media, oh, yeah. Twitters, Instagram, all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, on Twitter, is at uh, H2O Rain. Everything else is just simply my name, Brandon Rainwater. And that's how you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, everything on Brandon Rainwater. Yes. Go find me. Follow me. I'm funny. And Lindsay, what about you? How do we follow you and your great work that you're doing with We Five? <laughs> so, but I, I have an Instagram, right? It's We Five TV Show. We Five TV Show. Nice <laughs> and simple. Do we have any kind of release date on that or we can't talk about that yet? Um, We're thinking fall. I like that. Fall's a great season for uh, TV show releasing. Historically, the numbers are always very high during that time. So uh, yeah. very good. And I appreciate you guys and your time. And I can't wait to do it again. 